Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an open space therapy collective podcast. We are your hub for queer and trans mental health care. Each episode, we'll speak with one of our therapists or collective members and chat about a mental health topic using a queer lens. And I am your host, Renee Johnson, licensed professional clinical counselor, art therapist, and founder of Open Space Therapy Collective. This week, we are chatting with therapist Kristen Crow. Kristen is a licensed professional clinical counselor in California and is a dance movement therapist. Kristen specializes in working with couples, poly and ethical non-monogamy, and sex therapy. As we dive into today's topic, please keep in mind that this is a mental health podcast and we will talk about sensitive issues. If you would like to be informed of any trigger warnings, please read the podcast description. Uh, welcome to My Therapist is Out, an open space therapy collective podcast. Uh, today we are lucky enough to have Kristen with us, who is one of our therapists and clinical supervisors. And today we are talking about how to tell someone you don't have enough spoons to show up for them. I feel like you and I are on a um, series of you do too much and you don't have any energy left. Uh-huh. Yeah. Permanently. Yeah. I feel like I've always got like... 17 too few spoons (laughs) to do anything. So as we dive into this, spoon theory um, isn't super well known, but it's also not super out there in the ether, but maybe we should set the stage. Can you explain what spoon theory is? Sure. Um, So I'm actually going to read this because I'm not good at uh, memorizing the things. So spoon theory is actually... um, originated from a chronically ill blogger named Christine Miserandino. Um, And she essentially was trying to explain what it was like to go through a day as a chronically ill person and with symptoms and um, how much energy that expended. So essentially she explained to her friend like, here, I have these 12 spoons. Now describe your day and like, how much energy each of those things took. And every time her friend would describe um, something, she would take a spoon away. And so like as the day progressed, she would have less and less energy because she had less spoons. And so she would have to ration what was left and manage what was the most important to get done. And so if you run out of spoons, that's usually, you know, I'm out of energy and completely spent. Like I have nothing left for anything. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah, which I love. Um, I love this idea of like you have a finite amount of energy in a day. Like mm-hmm. we often go in and be like, okay, I want to get these forty-five things done. I want to catch up oh, with yeah. these three friends. I want to do, and that's just not realistic. And then we end up beating up our beating ourselves up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a very like that's a nice fantasy. But realistically, you've got about twelve spoons worth of energy. Yeah, absolutely. And this is um, it came from someone who has a chronic like, autoimmune um, disease, but this has been adopted into mental health as well, and just for some people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a, it is now a more adopted like, way to speak about things. So just because we're talking, just because it originated from a chronic illness doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to other areas. Totally. What are some examples of things that would take up spoons, both like physical and mental and emotional? Uh, Physical can be, I'll just go down the list because that's easiest for me to track, but say like your friend asks you to help them move 
That is all 12. <laughs> <laughs> that is all 12 right there, right? As opposed to like, okay, well, I'm going to go walk the dog today. Well, I have to, if you ask me to help you move, then I still have to take care of my dog and I have to help you move. And maybe like I want to cook dinner later. So like maybe I can't help you move your couch and your bed and your dresser and your this, but I can help you with like three of those things, mm-hmm. right? So physical spoons. Um mental spoons maybe uh you are studying for an exam and you also want to because you have adhd also want to learn about 17 other (laughs) things maybe your mental spoons all get used on studying for the exam instead of trying to learn something new um emotional spoons could be I'll use the example of myself. I'm a hardcore introvert. And so if I have to go uh, people with a lot of people, um, my spoons get depleted very quickly versus if like you and I are just hanging out, like that's cool. I can do that all day. But like if there are 14 more people in the room, I'm like, okay, can I go home? It's been 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> and that's a good point. Like different, different spoons will mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Like. Some people who are like super into cycling and are happy to go on a 50 mile bike ride and they have more spoons after that. Mm-hmm. Where that is just not, I don't have enough spoons in the day to do a 50 mile bike ride. I don't have enough spoons in a month to do a no. 50 mile bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally. <laughs> what about like, what do you find on a normal day your spoons get eaten up by? Um, definitely like, I love seeing my clients and I love seeing like my students in my dance classes and all of that, like that feeds me. But if I have to um, do a lot of like administrative tasks where I have to figure out a lot of things or I'm in a high stress environment or a high conflict environment, that takes a lot more spoons than just like going about my normal stuff. Or no sleep, Mm -hmm. no sleep eats all the spoons. Absolutely. It like throws them in the garbage disposal and is like, these yeah and that's like not getting something so you're not even doing anything you're just not sleeping yeah and so you're starting the day with four less spoons mm-hmm. yep so chronic high stress environments lack of sleep mm-hmm. lack of good nutrition sometimes like i haven't eaten in 12 hours mm-hmm. could also lead to yeah which i'm finding lately that um my brain gets hungry and like I don't feel it in my stomach as much, but my brain, or I can notice it in my brain first, and I'm kind of like spacey and hard, harder to focus. But if I like can catch it and be like, oh, I need to go eat a meal, um, I'll get more energy. And so it's almost like you get a spoon back. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are definitely things that you can do to replenish your spoons. So if you're running out of spoons, it's a normal day. Let's say in a normal day, um, and you're eating, you're sleeping, everything's going normal boring day but you're still running out of spoons what let's say it's towards the end of the day you maybe got two left what should you do to conserve that energy or notice that that's starting to happen i feel like noticing that it's starting to happen might be different for people like you said like you start to notice that you get a little bit more spacey Um, Some people might start to get a little more cranky or just really exhausted and they're falling asleep. And the, I feel like the important thing is take care of your body. If there's nothing, if nothing is legitimately on fire, Mm -hmm. then 
go rest a little bit, go snuggle on the couch for a little bit, go read a book, go listen to something, go do something that feeds you mm-hmm. um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go from there. Or if it's late and you're like, I got two things left on my to-do list, can they wait until tomorrow? Can I just go to bed? <laughs> right. The yeah. answer's always no for me, but <laughs> I'm learning. But we're learning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's always a point where it's like there might be more time or more hours in a day than you have spoons left. Mm-hmm. And so to be like, no, I actually just need to sit here and play a bad phone game or watch this TV show or mm-hmm. sit and watch the dog run around the yard. Like, that's all you can do. Definitely. And it's, I think it's a lot of the, we talk a lot about unlearning the productivity thing. Um, but just, kind of managing your energy level mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So you have spoons for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What about if it's a normal day and something does catch on fire? Well, then you kind of run the risk of not having any spoons for the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but sometimes that's what we have to do so it's finding you know if you find find a spoon hidden in the back of the drawer (laughs) you're like oh look this sort of looks like one how can you replenish yourself extra later how can you give yourself a little extra self-care or rest Mm -hmm. after it's over yeah like when it's done if you have to borrow a spoon for the next day which maybe you can do one like starting the next day extra slow yeah or, uh, you know, asking for help. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> totally. Star. Yeah. Yeah, because just because you're on fire doesn't mean that somebody else may have something on fire and they may be able to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us to, like, what if you are at the end of your spoon day and you've got a friend that has something really tough happening and is asking for your help? How do you say... How do you say you just can't? Well, that is a practice of boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have no spoons left, then how helpful are you really going to be to that person? Or how much is that going to make it so you need more help later? Um, can you say, like, I really love you and I would really love to support you, but right now I don't have the space for it? Mm-hmm. Is this something that we can talk about tomorrow mm-hmm. when I have more capacity to hold and be with you? Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even like an option, right? Like, in, there's a, a couple months ago, I was really sick and a friend needed to chat, and I was like trying to muster it, and I was like, I've got, I've got nothing left. I can't show up for you right now. Um, and the other person's gonna respond however they're gonna respond. And it's just our job to be kind and be transparent about what's happening. Yeah, I think it's also developing a language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like as this started to come up within my own community circle, it, a lot of it was like, I have something really heavy. Do you have space for me right mm-hmm. now? And just kind of developing that practice of that's how you communicate and kind of for lack of a better word at the moment, like training one another to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just making sure that you have support systems in other places. Like maybe if you can't talk to me, then someone else in our circle can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then 
I love that because it's like that ripple effect that we talk about mm -hmm. often is like if you start asking if people have space, that's going to register with that other person like, oh my God, somebody's actually checking in and do I have space for this or not? Um, which is not how we're trained or taught. It's like, oh, somebody needs something, you give it to them. Yep. Like, and then you realize later, oh shit, I'm actually so depleted. Now I need to ask. Exactly. Yeah. And if it really can't wait, like I'm a, I'm also a fan of like sending voice notes that are just like a dump of all the things that I need. And then a text disclaimer would be like, that actually doesn't need to be listened to at <laughs> any point until you have space. I just needed to put that somewhere. So disclaimer, don't listen to that until a week from now if you yeah. don't need to, yeah. right? I just needed to vent. Yeah. I don't want to respond. <laughs> like, don't burden yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because sometimes like you need to get it out but the, you don't necessarily need somebody to like reflect it back to you in that same moment. Yeah, and unfortunately sometimes like you're the only person that's gonna understand that, so you get the text. <laughs> they are pretty fun. Yeah, they are pretty, yeah, my brain rants are pretty silly. <laughs> Not in the moment, but later. What about like the guilt that comes up with saying no to somebody? Oh, it's hard. It is. But it gets easier. <laughs> I feel like it gets easier because you get to the point where you realize that if you are conserving your own energy, you can show up the way that you want to show mm -hmm. up um, in a lot of different things. And there is a lot of uh, like FOMO, like fear of missing out on things that if you are taking care of yourself. But how much are you really going to enjoy some of those things if you aren't fully present and you're just hating yourself for showing up and depleting yourself even further yeah. yeah like the guilt and you're right it's practice and it does get easier and it's also it if it really shows you the people in your life who can respect those boundaries and can have some empathy if you don't have enough to like show up for them yeah um and then vice versa, like being able to be on the receiving end of like somebody saying, no, like I can't show up for you. And like, maybe that stings a little bit. Maybe that has you question the relationship, but also being like, hey, like they're being really transparent and communicating to me. Like, it's not that they don't love me or don't care. It's just that they don't, they don't have it in them right now. Right. And I feel like the, the more you practice that actually the deeper your relationships get to be because you get to be vulnerable and saying that like I can't like I'm not in a good headspace to do that and the other person gets to say that too and so you get to understand one another mm -hmm. in a way that we don't always if you're just going to be yes all the time yeah yeah because if and this goes back to what we talked a couple episodes ago if you're always the one that's on and taking care of everybody else and go, 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 you're not actually being that vulnerable and that present with people. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a great way to, to practice that in a relationship. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What are we missing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, this is a real thing. Like, even, you know, getting ready in the morning and like getting out the door is as somebody who is not a morning person in any respect like that is a solid spoon to two spoons a day like mm -hmm. that I'm going into it already knowing I'm going to spend a couple 
Um, and there's a big like acceptance piece of like hum being a human in this that can be can be really tough. Yeah, definitely. I never want to admit that I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather be a robot most of the time um, who can just do all the things, but we're not, right? Um, like, I'm failing. You asked me before we even started this, like, do you have enough energy to be present? And I was like, uh, I sat with it for a solid second. I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. After looking at the rest of my day and mm -hmm. kind of deciding, like, I do have this. But I had a really long weekend of things that were great, but not you know they were they were draining mm -hmm. right and so like where where am i on my replenished level yeah so uh just knowing that i will have less to give later helps practice that yeah yeah and looking forward like i know i started maybe a year ago um not looking at my week to come on the weekends because that would eat up weekend spoons and then either waiting till I'm going to bed, like in bed, last check, okay, how many spoons do I need to give tomorrow or doing it like when I get up in the morning? Because um, that would be like spend emotional spoons because I'd be too busy thinking about the week ahead when I should be just like hanging out and relaxing on the weekend. Yeah. I definitely like my to-do list in the morning because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm awake. How many things need all the things at the at the moment or for today? Mm -hmm. um, and I'll do the like brain dump of like add to to-do list mm -hmm. at night so I can empty my brain and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is helpful because if you're not, if all those things are still swirling around in your head, then you're not sleeping and then you lost a couple spoons. Yeah or just didn't get any back from the day. Yeah. yeah. I think this like really highlights how preventative like some of the spoon expenditure can be. Like we talked a little bit about like you might need to borrow a spoon from the next day, but also if you're at the end of the day you're like, "Oh shit, I've got three spoons left." I can like give gift these to my future self and do the laundry, do the grocery shopping call that friend now that I didn't have the energy to a couple days ago. Um, and so it's not always just like hanging on to the one little shred of spoon that's left in a day. Sometimes you do have extra. Yeah. And I think some something that came up as you're saying that is like we can't always borrow from the next day and we can't always find extra ones. And like if you are living with a chronic mm -hmm. illness, um, then sometimes your spoons are like, oh, I had a flare-up, and I went from having 12 spoons to having zero. Yeah. And so also understanding that piece of, like, we don't always have control about yeah. those pieces. Or men mental health symptoms, too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you get, like, like, when I texted you on Thursday, and I was like, I'm really triggered right now, and it's 10 a.m., <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, I didn't have any spoons for the rest of the day. I, I had to ask for help and I had to ask for things and I'm like, I don't ask for things on a Thursday. Like, right, like I have the rest of my week that I'm trying to budget. Um, but when I did, I got a lot of spoons back by the end of the evening and I didn't go to bed as super depleted. Like I went to bed kind of more even keel. So just things come up and even if you've budgeted, even if you've budgeted perfectly, mm -hmm. you know, like, symptoms and other things can come up and be 
a detractor. Yeah, you get in a depressive episode, you get triggered, you, your anxiety spikes, your hormones do something weird, a new medication throws you off. Yep. You see an ex when you're out getting coffee, like there's a million things that happen often that really Absolutely. can throw you and all of a sudden you're left with one spoon. Yep. So how do you, what are those things that give back to you? Mm-hmm. Is it calling a friend? Is it listening to some music? Is it reading? Is it watching trash TV for a little bit? Like whatever that is, do you have access to it? And like having a a lot of options of things that can fill you up. So you, regardless of where you are, you have some access to something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, I need to go sit in a bathroom stall for like 15 minutes and pretend I'm having a problem. Uh, so I can just have some quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great way to like take a break and rest. Yep. Is it having some snacks in your bag mm-hmm. so you just can reach in to fuel yourself? Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Now I need a nap. Seriously? <laughs> I was like, I feel like that took more energy than yeah. I thought it was going to. Yeah. Well, That's okay. It is. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, let us know what eats up your spoons or what refills you. I think this is kind of one of those topics that's really personalized for everybody. Absolutely. Um, and we'd love to hear more from you. Um, you can email us at info@openspacetherapycollective.com, and you can find us on all the socials. Um, otherwise, we will see you in a couple weeks. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Leave a comment below or email us at communications at Open Space Therapy Collective. You can follow us on all of the social medias. And if you're in California looking for a therapist, visit our website at openspacetherapycollective.com and book a free intro call with one of our therapists to see if we are the right fit for you.